Each one of us wants to feel loved. We seek a partner. We navigate dating introductions to hopefully find someone to share our lives with. We commit to a relationship and try to make it work. We fail. And we find the courage and energy to start over. We all want to be loved. We seek love. We find someone to love. Then what happens next? Being in a loving relationship is a continuous process of micro-corrections in our everyday lives together. We will all have difficulties and disagreements. The trick is how we choose to address them as a couple. In a healthy and consciously aware relationship, we can make choices that move us towards our partner. Saying what hurts us, saying what we want, asking for some changes or modifications in the relationship. If a relationship is less secure, the individual partners might turn away from the relationship in times of struggle. A fuck it response, asking for distance, leaving to be alone. Today in episode two, we're going to pick up where we left off with my guest, Tina Schwager. In episode one, she took us through her online dating process She talked about how she was in the game to find a partner and not waste anyone's time. And then she met Richard, not online, but at an event. You'll have to go back and listen to part one if you want the whole story. In part two, we're going to pick up where we left off. He's going to marry us right now. And I was Mm -hmm. like, right now? He's like, yes, right now. And the bartender stood there and didn't really speak English, but did kind of that Hollywood wedding. Do you this and do that? We said yes, and then we rode off into the sunset on our scooter, and we stopped at the first jewelry store we passed, and we bought each other rings. Twelve days is not a lot of time to sort out the potential of a relationship, much less a marriage with children. But Richard and Tina's story started with a fairy tale wedding on the beach and continued to this point for ten years, two kids, and counting. Our conversation continues as we dig into a bit more of their challenges and their successes. Twelve days. And then nine months later, you guys did the church and made it we did a bigger a official kind of thing. Palm Door Event Center, not church. We were married by Bajoy Goswami. Who's oh, Bajoy, sure. founded the Bootstrap Austin, which yep. are how we knew all of the same people. Okay. Neither of us are religious, but we're both sort of, I don't know, maybe Zen or spiritual. spiritual. Yeah. And, and we asked, uh, we had a full surprise wedding. We did Pecha Kucha style wedding because that was the event that we met at. Okay. So all of the speakers who were there to celebrate with us and we're going to get up and talk, we said, you have 10 slides and you have 15 seconds per slide and your topic is friendship mm. or your topic is love or your topic is family. Mm. Go ahead and make your presentation and we will enjoy it on our wedding day. Nice. And we didn't even see them in advance. Oh, you took it with you. Well, we just had them or present. They showed and we it. Got, okay, yeah, you were there. We, okay, we got, got to it. experience it for the first time. Wow, nice. I directed the violinist to choose whatever music they wanted. Um, nice. Just kind of wanted to experience the whole thing, and nice. and that was lovely too. And so we celebrated ten years on Saturday, and we have two beautiful boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had two beautiful dogs. We just lost one yesterday. Yeah. But uh, it's amazing. It's just, it's just, it's. It's that spiritual commitment. It's just that moment when you just decide, you know, I'm committing to this person. Yeah. And for better or for worse. And that is a little bit of a tricky thing, isn't it? 
Mm. When you say for better or for worse, because mm-hmm. if it gets real bad, it may not really be for worse. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a point at which some mm-hmm. relationships probably need to break. Or evolve or change. Or evolve. Yeah. So you yeah. guys, I'm sure, have had some bumps in Absolutely. the road and, and weathered them. And yeah. is there any sort of crystallization of a mantra or something that you use for yourself when you hit those hard points that, that gives you hope? to keep weathering the storm and keep turning into Richard and keep working on the relationship. There was a moment about six months in when he got really immersed in a startup. And what I didn't know when I met him is that he's OCD. I don't think he's pretty open about it. Okay. He won't be, I don't need to edit that out. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Say the same thing. So he, you know, I was obviously his kind of his obsession there for a little bit. And then he turned into uh, his obsession on his startup. Uh So, I got to the point where I was starting to come up against his personality things that are more difficult than the ones who are, sure. are more lovely. As The honeymoon phase is beginning to yeah. wear off a little bit. And I remember sitting there and trying to communicate with him how I was feeling and what wasn't working for me and it wasn't landing well as that conversation yeah. often doesn't. Sure. And he said something at that moment which was, well, I guess this thing has a fuse on it. And I just... I stopped there and there was, I guess it was kind of that um, self-reflective moment when I knew that if I, that if I let things kind of fall apart, then I would never meet my children. Mm. Mm. And I knew that. And Mm. I knew that I had to dig deeper with my commitment and really looking at what commitment meant and what for better or for worse meant. And what was I willing to do to honor that commitment? And I just consciously recommitted. He, he probably didn't even know it. So you paused it. when he at, when he said that because that's a pretty incendiary statement. It is. And you could have gone either way on that. I could have gone right? either I'm way. I'm either going to light the fuse or I'm going to pause and come back with something more loving. I'm going to pause and I'm going to grow as a person. Yeah. And figure out how to find the strength within myself. To move forward because there are so many amazing things about Richard and I loved 99% of them. It's yeah. that 1% that sometimes if you focus too much on it, you know, it can light the whole thing up. Yeah. And you lose out on all that 99% that's so great. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty big moment. I mean, that that statement from him was almost a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, saying... Yeah, so maybe this isn't for us. Maybe mm-hmm. there is a fuse, and maybe mm-hmm. we've just found it. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, what, what was your actual uh, response to him? Do you remember? I think I just got quiet. Okay. Yeah, I probably just withdrew. And Oh, okay. And got quiet. You certainly didn't like the fuse. You I didn't did not. take the bait I didn't. Of, of the frustration or whatever was causing mm-hmm. that. And yeah. uh, you got quiet. Yeah. And kept going. Yeah. And that's, I mean, a lot of times I know uh, I sometimes want to fight for resolution in the moment. Mm -hmm. I want something like that to come up. And then I'm going to go after the answer to that question with guns blazing. Mm -hmm. And in many, most, I will say, most experiences when I do that, when I rush in, Mm-hmm. I'm trying to force the answer that I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not even necessarily hearing. You wouldn't hear what's really going yeah. on, right? You're in the middle of a fight. 
and I have I have tried to learn to what I call just pausing in the gap. Mm -hmm. Right there, you guys hit a gap, like the precipice that you jumped over when you joined, when you asked him to travel with you. You were standing on the edge of, oh, fuck it, or just pause mm -hmm. and let that moment settle a little bit, right? Yeah. So you let the fuse go unlit, you didn't take the bait, and you also didn't try to fight for the resolution of, the, of whatever was going on at that moment, right? Correct, and my big learning over the 10 years with uh, another individual who is equally as passionate, equally as stubborn, equally as intelligent, and meets, we meet head to head like two bulls. Mm -hmm. My learning is to not engage in that fight because it goes nowhere good. Mm. Mm -hmm. And when we hit that moment and there's a really, really strong desire that's almost hard to control to resolve it, Mm -hmm. As soon in as both possible. of you, maybe, or, or is that you saying that rises up in you? I think it's in both people. I mean, normally you get into a fight; it's painful, and you yeah. want that pain to pass, okay. right? Yep. yep. So the learning and the growth that I've had as a human to make this relationship work has been acknowledge that pain that I want it to end and that it hurts, and yeah. then do nothing. Then stop. And then do nothing. Yeah. Find where am I? Where am I in this? Where's my space? Where's my emotions? Where's my mind? Where's my body? Check in and stop and then sleep on it and like let that yeah. emotion diffuse. Yeah. I did find as a pattern, the negative pattern was that anger would erupt. It, it would kind of peter out and, and then, you know, Richard would say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, that was, you know, and then the apologies would come and I was like, wow, this is really kind of a, I don't really like this cycle either. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so I, mm -hmm, uh, over mm -hmm. the years, have uh, gotten even more firm about uh, the lizard brain, which is what we call it in the family with okay. my kids and with Richard, where we as a family have chosen to grow and rise above these sort of difficult uh, emotional triggers that can disrupt and be so destructive. Yeah. When that comes up in anyone, we always stop and we work as a family down from our four-year-old all the way up to Richard and me and the other kid too. We're just, we're looking at things and saying, hey, you're in your lizard brain. And mm. we shift everything mm. in that moment to help that person get out of their lizard brain mm -hmm. and figure out what they need in order to come back to homeostasis mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. nothing good comes from the lizard brain. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's where we grow and I think on an ongoing basis, we still work on that. But when my two-year-old looked at me one day when I was angry and he goes, Bobby, are you in your lizard brain? I mm. knew that <laughs> it was, it was actually working. Received. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. that was, wow, yeah. that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, so. do you still use that, that metaphor or language with, uh, or do you ever use mm -hmm. that language still with Richard? We use it um, anytime emotions flare lizard brain comes up. Okay, sweet. Mm -hmm. So it's like a key phrase that says, hey, let's check in with the emotional response yeah. that may not be appropriate for the present moment. And or maybe I, it is, right? As you were talking earlier about the minor tweaks that you have to make, yep. some people need some pretty major overhauls. Yeah, yeah you know, that's true. Truly, like we, yeah. some of us, I would say we all at some point have to decide that we're in we're due for a major overhaul and those tweaks then aren't aren't enough I see. so the major yeah. overhaul is uh when we get emotionally triggered and we fight man it, it can just we can blow the whole thing up because we're both too 
yeah. stubborn, too yeah. smart, too passionate, yeah. and yeah. we have to stop doing that. So yeah. we just stopped. And that's and that's sort of what I call it is we need to just blow it up, right? Mm -hmm. Let's explode everything and try to pull the parts apart and see what's going on. And in a lot of cases, that tendency is more destructive. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really each of our individual requirements to meet our happiness needs and our goals. And when we're triggered, what I call the lizard brain mm -hmm. is being triggered, yeah. there's probably a lot going on that my partner is only fractionally responsible for. Correct. And if I react out of that space, I'm, one, I'm blasting them for a minor infraction, even if it's one that's repeated 50 times and I've asked for it to change. The, the rage mm -hmm. and the energy that comes out in that lizard brain yeah. is not appropriate. And really the... Nor is it you, really? Right, exactly. And so not your higher self. Yeah, and so Brene Brown's braving has this concept of we take ownership of our happiness as well as our freakouts. Yeah. And when we're triggered in a relationship, we learn to just pause for a second, like you did, and say, Oh boy, mm. this is bigger than right here, I'm not even in the room anymore, right? I'm out here spinning out with my dad or some, you know, I'm just, and I'm so furious mm -hmm. that I need to, I need to shut down, uh, take a break and go away. For me, it's often, I need a little physical distance mm -hmm. so I can rebuild myself a little mm -hmm. bit, give myself the time to turn and look at what the dragon is that showed up in the room on my back. That isn't the relationship. That's not the relationship's responsibility to, to disable my dragons. Mm -hmm. My dragons are mine alone. And if I bring that dragon to the fight and want to work it out with you sometimes, I'm going to tear us all apart. Yeah. I, I even get torn up in that one, right? The dragon's clawing me to yeah. get through to you, right? It's terrible. So yeah. in that moment that you saw the fuse that Richard was, you know, offering, offering. you in some ways yeah. as a challenge, right? I guess we're, this is the fuse we've right. been waiting for. Right. And here it is. Are you going to light it? I mean, I know he didn't yeah. say it in that way. It did come But he put the challenge no. like, oh, maybe this is it then, right? And you know what that was? That was his inner child struggling to have control over a situation he was uncomfortable in. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that decision was either we're going to blow up mm -hmm. and let's just blow up right now. That's Go it. ahead, light the fuse and let's blow up. Yeah. Or, or I'm going to get my needs met. And really what you did was neither, neither. right? You yeah. stopped and didn't go into that yeah. explosion with him. You didn't trigger it. You, uh -huh. you might've been, were you at all, do you feel that you in that moment were rising up into your lizard brain a little bit? Um, or were you pretty calm and, and were able to do it in a state of calmness? In that particular moment, for whatever reason, I was really calm. And that's okay. where I do feel like there was, uh, and again, not like a real religious person, but sure. I felt like there was some, some, somebody helping me. An inner peace or, okay, someone's, yeah. Help, yeah. some other, some other, I got, I, I just had a little help. Okay. Keeping my calm. 
Yeah. I was really committed to my own power, not to being in a codependent relationship where exactly. my my yes. tendency in that case would have been, oh my gosh, let me take care. Let of me it. what 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 happened? You know, what yeah. did we do wrong? We can't have a fuse that we, that's on what's right. inappropriate. Like where we can't say that, and like what can we do to un, to undo this and sort of yeah. own that 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 attack that came yeah. towards me. Yeah. And I, I found within myself that strength to say, I'm not taking the bait. I'm not taking the bait on that attack. Right. I know that's not what your higher self really wants. Right. right. His lizard had shown up in a big way oh my gosh. and was threatening you. He's got a dragon. And you were able to uh, not take the bait yeah. and actually deal with whatever lizards were showing up on your back at the yep. moment. And uh, and just take the peace. Take the peace. Right. Mm -hmm. Take the take the moment. I think that's maturing. I, I yeah. believe. And then the and then on the Brene side, once we've once we've processed a little bit of the lizard brain and sort of come back to our somewhat rational selves, even sad or, or angry selves, the, the the move in in her system, and I'm and I'm really a big fan of it, is then to come back and ask for that repair. Mm -hmm. It's not always just to say I'm sorry, right? It's not oh I'm sorry I threw the bomb in the middle of the relationship. It's to say, oh, I'm sorry this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Here's where I was out of line and triggered. Here's how I'm gonna work on this on my own. Mm -hmm. And here is my commitment to you that I'm gonna try not to throw the bomb in the relationship again. And if I do, I will again take responsibility for it. But yeah. my commitment to you is to stop throwing bombs. Yeah. Right, forever. I mean, and and it will come up in other ways. You know, yeah. there'll be some other disagreement. But that that re repair, it's a two way street. Yes. Um, and in a relationship that I had in the past, I was it was her blowing up and going away, and then it was always me coming back around, and I'm the one asking for the repair. Mm -hmm. But wait, she's the one that lizarded out and exited and freaked out and went away. And I was always the one going, okay, well, let's, you know, that's, can we come back to the table? That's the that's, codependent that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, because, yeah. And, and this is where you, holding your own is important because when that lizard erupts, and then that lizard will come back and, and want to repair. It, oh, you kind of get to the point where yeah, like, maybe the wow, lizard will want to repair. The, the lizard always Sometimes wants to lizard, repair. Oh, okay. In, this, okay. in this case, the lizard always wants to repair. Okay. And you kind of you're you kind of point you're kind of scratching your head like wow but this is this happens you know repeatedly yeah and then you have a strong desire to start changing the person and say wow can you not do that because i really don't like it exactly and then you have to yeah. go wait a second here now that's not going to work i can't change that person and what ended up happening in our over the course of our relationship is i would let the eruption happen i'd let the repair come back but hold my own self uh, in check as much as I could able to or give myself the time and space to recover and then over time Richard developed more awareness of that cycle mm -hmm. and we both decided we didn't like that cycle okay and then we both started using more language like repairing yeah, uh, yeah. what triggered me and we didn't start out evolved as Brene sure you yeah know? yeah yeah but Were there any books or anything that you used along the way, or did you guys kind of come we to have it naturally? A, a marriage counselor that we would okay. come to that okay. would that would help give you some tools. That would give us some tools. Okay. And 
It's I not an easy it. process. It's, it's not terribly an, difficult. Even when you yeah. you also work on your work on it differently. Like my oh, yeah. my intention is typically to read books and to learn and to put do th different things in practice. Mm -hmm. Richard's not so much interested in reading books. You know, he likes mm -hmm. to maybe hear it from somebody he trusts instead. For example, uh -huh. like the counselor or a friend. And yeah. uh, I even if you're you know, obviously you can get a lot more information a lot faster by just reading a whole bunch of books. Yeah. So you end up maybe evolving a little bit faster in yeah. that learning. Yeah. And so then you need to have patience and basically just do what you can to set a good example. So that's what you mean when you said you kind of withheld your yeah. side of it for a little bit yeah. as you were waiting or allowing, allowing. him the space to mm -hmm. catch up, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Were you sublimating your own dragon at that point? Or were you... <laughs> Making peace with your dragon, or you know. I think you try to uncover your triggers. Okay. And what kind of wounds that you have from childhood? There's a lot of really wonderful meditations that you can do to visit yourself as a small child mm -hmm. to start healing that that child. I had a lot of healing to do from okay. child sexual abuse. I had mm. a bit of neglect and. My emotional needs weren't met as a child. Okay. Wonderful parents, but they just you know. They're different people, yep. and they're very young. Yeah. So, you know, just addressing those as they came up, and uh, so you had some some internal, you had some wounding and some places where you need to address. As we all do, yeah. And and the relationship will usually romantic relationships are where those things begin to come up, right? For 100%. healing, yeah. yeah. Because we're vulnerable, we're finally ready to really let all of our guards down and put our eggs in one basket and when yeah. we get that vulnerable the fears and the and the old stuff's going to come up in my experience when i get that vulnerable that's where i start to heal you know yeah and that's when the i think the cycle can stop like if you end up dating somebody and you seem to have this pattern of how things break down, or maybe it's the amount of time before things break down, or mm -hmm. it's the method in which they break down, or it seems to be something consistent. Mm -hmm. That's not about other people. That's only about you. True. So yeah. Yeah. that's good knowledge to have. Yeah. Well, this has been amazing. I can't wait to... Uh, I've gotten a couple podcasts out of it. I think we might have to split <laughs> this one into two. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's just such a great conversation with good. someone that has also been in the arena with all the armor on, be learning to take the armor off, learning to get bloody, learning to let the other person throw you and be flat on your back mm -hmm. saying, ouch. Yeah. And then getting up again and saying, you're still the one. You're still the one I'm going to fight for. The thing that helped me the most is a bit of perspective. And again, I can't remember where I learned this, but... My my realist mind, you know, my 15 minutes mind, you know, has to have the reality. And the reality is, about a third of the time, you feel the butterflies and you really love your partner. Mm. About a third of the time, you're sort of neither here nor there yep. in how you feel about them. Okay. And a full third of the time, man, lit. you may want to punch them in the face. Wow. Like, you just may not, like, there's something you're really just frustrated with or, or about. And that's actually a normal relationship. Okay. That's normal for us is to have, you know, at least I've experienced it to be pretty much when true. When we work on ourselves, can we change that ratio a little bit? Or you think that's kind of just where it is? Yeah, I think you can change the the ratio. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I think yeah. you're, what, 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 you know, almost the part, if we were to imagine it as a balanced thing, the fire, the, the absolute 
passion and energy you have in the relationship is equal to the energy and fury you're going to have when things don't work Correct. out. Correct. And it's that space in the middle, almost the mundane, just sort of living together and the life's DMZ. okay, the de- <laughs> demilitarized zone. Yeah. That if we could expand that a little bit, we might subtract a little bit of the fire, but we might also get rid of a little of the fury. Um, but I think you're, you know, I think that third, a third, a third is, is probably where we all are mm-hmm. in various stages of our relationship. And, uh, and, and, and the last thing I'll leave you with, the, the, the part that I learned was I know that my fury or my sadness or my pain, the lizard that's the dragon that I'm carrying around with me is absolutely 100% my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I do know that. I've yeah. known that for a long time. Right, I've been studying Buddhist and all this psychology for a long time, and I know my sadness is mine to own, to heal from, and to bring my whole and vulnerable person into a relationship. Yeah. The part that I just learned more recently is the excited, enthusiastic, on fire, creative person is also really mine to own. And if I'm looking for that relationship to absorb or recognize or even say wow to all of these amazing creative pursuits, I'm kind of doing the same thing I was doing with the sadness. I'm waiting around for that person to make me feel like I won or like I get a trophy or yeah, comfort me. But in the win, I mean, in the huge Mm -hmm. success, I also want that person I, I, in the past, and what I'm learning to do is take ownership of mm-hmm. the joy as well that says, when I finished a book or when I just wrote a post that absolutely nailed how I was feeling, mm-hmm. that alone has to be my namaste. Yes. Right? If I'm asking my partner to rise up and say, wow, you're the best writer I've ever met. Let's go have sex. This is the greatest thing mm-hmm. that's ever happened. I'm going to be waiting around. Yeah, right? you will. And that person can't, that's not a real person. Correct. They're not that big. They can't be that big. I'm huge, you know, in my mind. And so, but that's, you know, I'm making light of it, but, but it really was a new journey for me to learn. I've always known I have to contain and man, manage and, you know, I've had depressive illness and things like that. It's a daily journey that I'm on to keep that in check. Mm-hmm. I'm just now learning that the hyper manic, passionate, overly creative self is the same. It's that other half. It's mm-hmm. the same problem, though. It really is... Uh, it's the same coin. Isn't it interesting how half. we judge our emotions that some are better than others when that right. really isn't the case? Like right. we want to take all the credit for all the good stuff yeah. and we don't want to have anything to do with that negative stuff, yeah. that bad stuff. I yeah, mean, or I want to label the, the positive, manic, excited side as good. good and this depressive side as bad. bad. Not the case. And in reality, yeah, I have to live in both spectrums. It's the polarity of it, right? Yeah, and sit in some sort of mindfulness regardless of which state I'm in I we both you and I both you know can fluctuate from sad and blue to mundane to hyper you know sometimes within the course of an hour right but I have to be comfortable saying hello and loving and shaking hands with that sad person and the same thing I mean I, I I think most of us 
uh, would prefer to be in that on fire state, um, but we can't stay there either. I mean, even Bruce Springsteen has to take a night off and you know relax. Right? It's true. Um, the rock stars of the world uh, also have their their flip sides. Very true. Well, what a well, great conversation. I'm so excited to continue. I'm sure yes. there's more for us to talk about. And uh, I have. Anyway. I feel like I feel like I could talk about this stuff all day. Well, we might. We might. <laughs> <laughs>